Well, hello there, listeners, and welcome back. My name is Stephanie Safarian, and you're listening to episode 359 of Sustainable Minimalist. What on earth do we talk about here? We talk about intentional and eco-friendly minimalist living. On today's show, we are talking about how you and I can be influenced less, be influenced less in a world of influencers. Have you ever been influenced to buy something? I'm willing to bet you have, and it doesn't have to be the fancy-smancy online way. Influencer marketing that we come to know of today in which a beautiful or handsome influencer with a large-ish following recommends a product and sometimes we buy it, that's basically just the 2023 version of buying something because someone tells you you should, right? Remember pre-internet when we walked around the mall with our friends on Friday nights and you tried on a shirt and, oh my gosh, your friend says you look so good, but you're not sure. But hey, your friend keeps raving about how good you look. You need this shirt. It's so on trend. Yes, buy it, buy it, buy it. So you buy it. Or what about This is a real example from my life, by the way. What about you're in middle school and the popular girl is wearing these cool new shoes and so everyone starts wearing them shortly after? The cool popular girl, right, she influenced everybody to hop on this new shoe bandwagon. These examples are the precursor to influencer marketing, are they not? Unfortunately, for your friend at the mall and the popular girl in middle school, they didn't get paid for their influence. But hey, this is America and we commercialize everything. Enter influencer marketing. So if someone has ever influenced you to buy something online, know that you're not alone. Recent statistics say that about 40% of social media users have purchased something because an influencer told them to in the last year alone. So I put this question out on my Instagram. Maybe you saw it on my stories earlier this week. I asked, what was the worst thing an influencer ever convinced you to buy? I received some absolutely amazing responses. A tongue scraper. A one-size-fits-all bra. A microwavable eye mask, skincare that burned their face, a high maintenance and expensive wool pillow. I could spend the whole episode <laughs> talking about all the things that people bought because an influencer said so and then regretted it later. But that's not the point of today's show. On today's show, we're breaking down influencer marketing, we're talking about the life of an influencer, et cetera, et cetera. And then in the second part of today's show, I have Five suggestions for you to be influenced less. So I'm going to be honest. I have been influenced in the past year. I am one of the 40%. I bought a dress. I saw it on this gorgeous influencer who I do follow and do generally enjoy. This dress was a total impulse buy. It looked great on the woman It looked like something I needed to be hip and cool and on trend and attractive. And so total impulse buy, I bought it. I did exactly what I tell you all not to do, and I impulse bought it. I did not insert a pause. I did not pick the item apart. I just bought it. Imagine how I felt when the dress inevitably arrived. It arrived three and a half weeks later, and that's because it came from East Asia, 
it smelled so horribly. So it came in a plastic bag. And when it came out of the plastic bag, it smelled so horribly. I had to put it outside for days to try and air it out and still did not get rid of the smell. It was way too big and there was no way to return this dress. It was just the worst purchase I've ever made. I think in the whole history of my purchasing, this was the worst thing I've ever bought. Big mistake. I think I learned my lesson. I have not bought another item of clothing because an influencer told me to since. So I think I learned my lesson. That's the silver lining. I also bought a cutting board. This was not within the last year, but the influencer who was touting the cutting board, she you know, was in her perfect kitchen, perfect lighting, nothing on the surfaces. It just looked like the most beautiful kitchen. The cutting board itself, though, was you know, it had these little compartments. So in a perfect world, you would hang the cutting board, like the edge of the cutting board into the sink, because the compartments would hang down. And so as I'm chopping my vegetables, let's say I could just use my knife and slide the carrots or the broccoli or whatever I'm cutting into the container, and then the container would come out, I could put a lid on it, and food prep for dinner would be done. That's in a perfect world. So another purchase. I actually thought about this purchase. I went to the website. I did my research. I thought, this is what I need. Well, wouldn't you know, the cutting board came and it just doesn't fit with my sink correctly. So it's now sitting in a drawer unused. So let's talk about influencing for a minute. Even though de-influencing is getting an awful lot of attention, particularly on TikTok these days, influencing is not going anywhere. Brands send products to influencers for free, and then on top of that, they pay the influencer to talk about the product. Why? Why do they do this? What's wrong with traditional advertisements and targeted ads and commercials? Why do they use influencers? Well, of course, it has long been known that word of mouth from a trusted friend or a trusted personality is so much more powerful than that commercial or billboard or even targeted ad. So the influencer is getting the product for free. The campaign is generally monetized, right? They're generally making a flat fee for agreeing to embark on this campaign with the brand. And then on top of that, the influencer may very likely also receive affiliate income in which they earn a percentage of every sale they make. You may think to yourself, oh, but that's not a lot of money. That's not where the money is. Well, I suggest you rethink that because if the item is expensive, it can be a lot of money. What about a $1,000 scanner? Let's say, I don't know why scanner just came to mind. I was trying to think of something that was $1,000 and for whatever reason, a scanner came to my mind. But okay, so let's say some influencer is telling you, you need this scanner so you can scan all your stuff and get rid of the clutter. And oh my gosh, it's so powerful. It's so great. It's $1,000. If they're making a 15% affiliate income on every sale they make, that's $150 per scanner that they sell. So if the item is expensive, the affiliate income can be hefty. And let's take that a step further. If the influencer has a large following, even with a low conversion rate, a large following with a low conversion rate can be an awful lot of money. So my point here, what is my point? My point is that the incentive for the influencer to really talk up the product 
and highlight its positive aspects is high. It's big, right? So let's just recap. The influencer is getting an awful lot of free stuff. They're making an awful lot of money, hundreds of thousands of dollars, by the way, and that's not just for celebrities. Middle range, middle popularity influencers can make hundreds of thousands of dollars a year by suggesting products to you. So the content is free for you, the follower, right? You're following somebody. The content is free, so I guess you could consider that a win for you. The brand gets in front of an engaged audience, win for the brand, and the influencer makes a boatload of money. Definite win for the influencer. So is it a win-win-win situation? I argue absolutely not. The problem is that when there's big money being thrown around, there's the expectation, the brand's expectation, the brand expects that the influencer is going to say really great things about their product. They are going to have to rave about the product to keep the client, which is the brand, happy. On top of that, influencers want to have their contracts renewed. I will say right off the bat, I always prefer to work with repeat sponsors on the show. And that's because I know what they want. I'm familiar with the product. And I know that, of course, the money will continue to come in. I have bills. And in this industry, I'm not getting a paycheck, right? So if I'm if a contract is renewed with the brand, that's just a weight off my shoulders. However, brands are only going to renew If the campaign converts, if a decent amount of people buy whatever the thing is that's being recommended. (laughs) So influencers really are not in the position to say what they truly feel about a product because they're relying on the brand's money and they want their contracts renewed. Now, of course, if the influencer is worth their salt, they will do some upfront work to ensure before accepting a campaign that the product or the service or whatever the thing is that they're selling is aligned with their brand. However, that's not a foolproof method by any means. I myself, I try so hard to be diligent with the podcast sponsors, but even so, some things can and do fall through the cracks. It's just the way life goes. Influences are human and they, we can and do make mistakes. So we're going to take a quick break, but when we get back, I have my five tips for you on how to be influenced less. I'll see you in a moment after a word from our sponsors. Nothing nurtures the world above better than the soil below, and that's why I am so excited to introduce you to Coast of Maine. Coast of Maine is an organic soil brand that offers a full range of products designed to cover all of your garden and lawn needs. In years past, my vegetable garden, I neglected the soil and I didn't have much yield. If your soil lacks appropriate nutrients for success, your garden may not succeed. And so this year, I am so excited to cultivate the soil before planting the plants with Coast of Maine's organic products. Coast of Maine believes in nurturing relationships with local retailers, so next time you're at your local retailer, look for Coast of Maine products. Get growing. Visit coastofmaine.com to find a local retailer near you, coastofmaine.com. 
If you've been paying attention, you've likely heard something about gut health and why zoning in on your gut health is so darn important. You need EQ's Daily Women's Microbiome Defense. It's a three-in-one capsule that supports your digestive health and promotes gut barrier protection. I started taking EQ's Daily Women's Microbiome Defense because I have a bloating problem, friends. Yes, I do. Inflammation is not my friend. Since taking one capsule a day on an empty stomach with water, I have noticed more energy, improved skin, and here's the big one, reduced bloating. Head to myeq.com and use code SUSTAINABLE for 15% off Equilibria's microbiome defense and so much more. That's myeq.com and use code SUSTAINABLE at checkout for 15% off site-wide today. And we're back. On today's show, we're discussing how to be influenced less in a world of influencer marketing. I have five tips for you today. And the first one is a mindset shift. Stop thinking of influencers as friends who have your back. Think of them instead as salespeople. If you were going to buy a car and the salesman or woman, the salesperson, (laughs) um, was trying to sell you a car, Would you think of them as your friend? Would you think of them as somebody who had your best interest in mind? Or would you view them as somebody who wants you, of course, to pay the most amount of money for the car? They don't have your back. Start thinking of influencers in the same way. I saw it written online somewhere, and I wish I knew where so I could credit it, but I saw the quote that an influencer's job is to sell you a dream. And I could not agree more. They're selling you the dream home or the dream fantasy wardrobe on a dream body, right? A societally approved hourglass body, perhaps. They're selling you a dream face, right? In which your skin is flawless, your makeup is on point, not a hair on your head is out of place. An influencer's job is to sell and they're selling you a dream. Let's all just remember that Influencers are human. Their life is not as perfect as they portray it to be on social media. They have bills to pay, just like the rest of us. And it just so happens that they're paying those bills by raving about products that they may or may not actually like. Sad truth, but it's true. Okay, now tip number two is more concrete, more practical. And that is, of course, to look for the FTC disclosures. The U.S. Federal Trade Commission, the FTC, requires that influencers disclose when they're getting paid for a recommendation. Now, of course, some influencers do not properly disclose. One of the easiest and quickest ways to have your reach reduced and to have your like count go down is to like say this is an ad. However, if there are influencers who are getting paid to recommend something and they're not disclosing it, As per the FTC's regulations, they can be subject to some significant fines. So most influencers, hopefully, do follow the rules and will make it clear in some way or another that their content is just a fancy advertisement. Now, the FTC says that the disclosure must be hard to miss, and it must be written in simple and clear language. Influencers are not supposed to 
put hashtag ad and hide it into a group of hashtags, right? It should be front and center, hard to miss. If an influencer is making a video, the disclosure should be in the video and not just in the description of the video. I don't know how many influencers do that. But anyway, the FTC also says that influencers are not allowed to talk about an experience with a product that they haven't tried. The FTC also says that if you're paid to talk about a product and thought it was terrible, you can't say it's terrific. And finally, influencers, according to the FTC, are not allowed to make up claims about a product that would require proof the advertiser does not have, like scientific proof to treat a medical condition, let's say. So those are the FTC's guidelines when it comes to regulating the influencer marketing that's out there. So what I want you to do, the take-home tip for you, is to look first for the disclosure. That is the number one way to know whether what you're listening to or looking at is an ad, a glorified ad, a hidden sneaky ad, or whether it's something that the influencer is actually and genuinely recommending. So look and see if there's an FTC disclosure somewhere before you even interact with the post or the video or whatever the thing is. Because again, if there's an FTC disclosure, it is an ad. Number three, we say this a lot on this show, and we're going to say it again. Tip number three for being influenced less is to know thyself. And I know it's so easier said than done, like obviously, Stephanie, uh uh-huh, know thyself. I would say, you know, part of knowing yourself comes with getting older. (laughs) I don't know if I knew myself all that well in my 20s, but I'm in the second half of my 30s. And my 30s was definitely a decade of me getting to know me. I expect that journey to continue as I move into my 40s and 50s. But for those of you who are not old like me, and you're saying to yourself, well, I don't really know myself. I think that this is where decluttering comes in really, really handy. Take your closet, for example. You're decluttering your closet. You're taking out the stuff you don't wear, you don't like, stuff you shouldn't have bought, etc. One thing I learned through decluttering my own closet, especially, so I'm standing over a looming pile of stuff that I shouldn't have bought, didn't wear, didn't like, bought for who knows what reason, uh, just a waste of money and resources. That's a moment. That's a pivotal moment in the journey to know thyself. I learned when I was standing over my pile of stuff that I decluttered from my closet, I learned that I don't really care about fashion. I don't really care about being fashionable. I don't really care about being trendy. It's not a priority for me. I do want to look my best, but I can look my best without constantly buying what is in style. I learned this about myself the moment that I was literally standing over a pile of ultra trendy clothes I bought because I thought I was supposed to, or because some ad or some influencer or some friend told me to. That was a moment where I learned that, yeah, I want to look my best, but I don't really care about fashion. And so when I see an influencer, you know, selling clothes, selling fashion, I mean, I do trip up. Let's go back to the smelly dress from the start of this conversation. I do trip up once in a while, but knowing that fashion is not one of my priorities makes it a lot easier to skip past 
or scroll past, I should say, scroll past the fashion ads that show up on influencers' feeds. So know thyself. And if you don't know thyself, use decluttering as a tool by which to get to know yourself better. Tip number four, to be influenced less, this is my favorite, I love this, is to get in the habit of playing devil's advocate. Play devil's advocate. Pick things apart. Make the bar to purchase super, super high and make the item or the product in question jump through crazy hoops before you buy it. Ask yourself, how will this purchase take away from my quality of life? So don't ask yourself how this product would fit in with your life or how your life how it would make your life better because remember when you're buying something when you're thinking about buying something you're looking for evidence to support your desire to hit buy now right so don't ask yourself how will this thing make my life better flip the question on its head and ask yourself how will this product negatively impact my daily life my quality of life ask yourself whether you see yourself Decluttering this item in a few months or years, because don't forget, my favorite quote of all time, today's it item is tomorrow's clutter. Ask yourself, how long, so how many hours did you have to work at your job to make the money to buy the item? When I put potential purchases into this lens, like how many hours did I have to sit in the closet in my basement and work on the podcast to buy this item? <laughs> that really works for me personally. And I hope it works for you as well. Because if something is, you know, five hours worth of work, uh, maybe that thing's not as glamorous as the influencers making it look. Obviously, okay, insert a pause, insert a pause Put up barriers to purchasing. So for me, a pause is always sleeping on it. So I see something I like, maybe I'll bookmark it, maybe I will screenshot it, whatever. And then I insert a pause by sleeping on it. I guarantee you that the brand will still sell you the item tomorrow. Just sleep on it. It's so simple, so powerful. It's really hard to do in the moment because it, remember, again, you're feeling that dopamine rush. You want to buy you're thinking about how this thing is going to make your life better. You don't want to pause. Nobody wants to pause. But if you get in the habit, if you train yourself to get in the habit of pausing, your impulse purchasing will decline rapidly. And then finally, too, when we're playing devil's advocate and we're picking potential purchases apart, of course, ask yourself, is it a need or a want? And if it's a want, what is it that you really want? It's usually not the item. It's usually what you're what you're searching for, what you want, what you're trying to get through buying is a feeling. So let's go back to my dress example. I didn't want the dress per se. I didn't need a new dress. It was definitely a want. And I didn't want the dress. I wanted the beauty, the style, the effortless looking put together look, the allure of the influencer, that's what I wanted, not the dress. And with the cutting board too, did I need a cutting board? No, it was a want, but what did I want? I didn't want a cutting board. What I wanted was ease. I wanted to take the stress out of making dinners for my family every night. That's what I really wanted. And unfortunately for me, there's no cutting board on this earth that's going to make cooking dinner easy breezy. There just is not. 
And then finally, my final tip for you, it's a reminder. It's not anything earth shattering, but it's an important reminder. And that is, it's not a deal if you don't need it. Diane Bowden of Minimalist Moms podcast says this all the time. It's not a deal if you don't need it. It's not a deal. I think about this show and the sponsors that we have in the ad break. I view my job as introducing you to eco-conscious products that you might not yet know about. But that said, if the product that I'm recommending doesn't work for you, I strongly suggest you do not buy it. (laughs) Many times an influencer, myself included, will offer a coupon code, right? Use code sustainable for 20% off your purchase. How many times do I say that? Well, the code serves two purposes, okay? The first purpose is for the brand's tracking purposes to see whether the campaign on the Sustainable Minimalist Podcast was successful. Did the ad convert? Did people buy the thing? And the second purpose, of course, of this flash deal is to make more sales. It's a sales tactic to make it seem like this deal is so good that you cannot pass it up. The code is designed to create that sense of urgency around the purchase so that you do let your guard down and you do buy the thing on impulse. Now, of course, if you need the item, like if you hear me recommend an all-organic toxin-free mattress and you are in the market for that item, then of course the coupon code can save you some money, some good money, especially if it's an expensive mattress. But if you don't need it, Remember, it's not a deal. I am of the mindset that there is no discount code. There is no flash sale that is worth it if you don't need the item. Even if an influencer is telling me that an item is 99% off, 99%, what a deal. It's still not a deal because if I don't need it, it's just going to add to my clutter problems. It's going to take away from my life. It's going to pull me out of full and mindful living because it's adding to my clutter problems. It's going to add to my guilt problems because I'm inevitably going to wish I didn't bring it home. So it's going to detract from my life, not add to it. So again, it's not a deal if you don't need it. So just to recap my five tips for you to be influenced less. Tip one, think about influencers less as friends and more as salespeople. Tip two, look for the FTC disclosures first before you do anything. Discern whether this thing is an ad or whether it's a genuine recommendation. Tip three, know thyself. Tip four, get in the habit of picking things apart. Play devil's advocate. Make the bar for buying so darn high. And finally, tip five is to remember that it's never a deal if you don't need it. Show notes are at mamaminimalist.com forward slash 359. We will be back tomorrow with headlines in under 15 minutes or less. So if you are celebrating Passover, if you are celebrating Easter this weekend, if you are sitting around a dinner table and you are wondering what on earth am I going to talk about with my family, I've got you covered. I've got four news stories for you. Buckle up. It's going to be fun. I'll see you tomorrow. Reach out if you need me and take care. America, we are endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. The pursuit to serve others is yours. 
Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu.